0: Earlier this month, cost to company received a striking message from a Ken subscriber called Uzma Rajdi. Uzma wrote, and I quote, Mumbai is suffering from a lack of new talent inflow. Unless there are dramatic changes, it will be Calcutta in 20 years with a sad face emoji. This from Uzma was a provocative thing to say. Mumbai becoming like Calcutta, the city I'm told that has been dying slowly for 80 years. We got in touch with Uzma to hear her out. Um, So I've been here for 17 years. All my working
1: life has been in Bombay. And uh, I think to start with, it was a difficult city to live in, but I love it a lot now. So um, all the things that I'm going to be talking about, about Bombay losing talent, it comes from a deep place of concern and love for the city. It's, uh, you know, a concerned, concerned person.
0: This was Uzma's plaintive appeal to save a city she loves. A concerned person, writing from a place of deep fondness for the city. Hoping that if she said it out loud, maybe this wouldn't come to pass. Around the same time that we received this message, another thing happened. A group of 35 startups in Mumbai created something called TEAM, Tech Entrepreneurs Association of Mumbai a not-for-profit that will, and I'm reading from a money control report, engage in activities such as lobbying the state government on policies that would foster entrepreneurship in the city." End quote. This group met Devendra Fadnavis in December and said that the team would ideate and the government would execute policy. And the goal was to reinvigorate Brand Mumbai as a headquarter of entrepreneurship. But the question remains, What happened to brand Mumbai that it needs invigorating? This then became our hypothesis for the episode of Costa Company. Is Mumbai dying? Is it going to become Calcutta in the next 20 years? Is it going to be a city that the most talented professionals leave for better opportunities? And is the team one effort to stop that from happening? I'm Sneha, your host. And this week, we are going to interview four true lovers of Bombay founders, CEOs, one product manager, and Uzma, and ask them where is their city of dreams? Where is their maximum city headed now? Uzma graduated from IIM Bangalore in 2006 and worked in banking and finance for 17 years. When she graduated from IIMB, the hottest job on the market was investment banking. And a bunch of her batchmates went to London, New York, Hong Kong, Singapore and Tokyo.
1: Of those who stayed back, I think in India, it was pretty much Bombay or Delhi. Bangalore had like uh, maybe two or three people who were working in technology before they did their MBA and they went back to working in technology firms. And I think there was one analytics company who was recruiting. So most people headed to Bombay. Uh,
0: some people headed to Delhi. Half and half maybe. Maybe for 50, 60, 50, 40. This period of her life, immediately after her MBA, are among her fondest Bombayers. So most people were in Bombay. A lot of our batchmates, we started living together.
1: We were staying in shared uh, apartments because none of us could afford a place by ourselves. We slummed it out in old, uh, old houses here. It was a ball of a time. The first few years were really fun. Staying with classmates and, uh, you know, and commuting to work and all that. So, first experience of living in a new city by ourselves for
0: most of us. Why was that strife of living in a hard city, bumming it out? Why was that worth it?
1: I don't think we had too many other options now. In India, the only options were Delhi and Bombay. And in Bombay, at uh, we were you know, fortunate to get decent starting uh, salaries. But even with those starting salaries, Bombay wasn't the easiest place to uh, sort of live a luxurious life. So, um, and also I think perhaps we were too young to also start living all by ourselves and unprepared for that. So it was much easier to sort of have a shared uh, rented house with a few friends and, uh, you know, share the responsibilities of living together. It was like a transition to an adult life maybe.
0: In the years after, when her friends began to get married, a lot of them found that there was better quality of life in Bangalore. A couple could have a larger home there where they could host their parents when they came visiting. And even if they had long commutes in Bangalore, they could do it from the comfort of their cars rather than in local trains. There was also more diversity of opportunity. She began to lose her friends to Bangalore. So when we started off, it was very
1: clear that Bombay was not just BFSI. At that time, there was FMCG, there was marketing, there was retail, uh, you know, oil and gas, that sort of thing as well. A few different industries. Now, it is primarily the people who remain are BFSI. Hardly any other um, sort of professional that I can think of in my batch. Consulting, yeah. There are a few people who remain uh, who are still in consulting. But even in consulting, at that time, consulting, uh, the top tier ones used to have offices only in Delhi and uh, Bombay. Now, I believe that they have expanded to other cities. So even that is an option for people to move uh, to Bangalore has happened. And also, Bangalore has taken off so massively in terms of large technology companies that I think there's a lot of consulting work there as well. So so yeah, there there has been a consistent shift of people out of Bombay in the last uh, 15,
0: 17 years that I've seen. Soon enough, retail became less exciting than e-commerce, which was bigger in Bangalore. FMCG became less attractive than delivery startups, which were bigger in Delhi and Bangalore. You could exit finance and enter FinTech, which was also bigger in Bangalore. Pretty soon, it wasn't just friends she was losing. She was finding it harder and harder to hold on to employees in Bombay.
1: As a person who was recruiting for my firm and hiring young talent uh, in the 22 to 25 age group, what I found is that Placements, I don't think we're giving a lot of options for people about where to join. So people would join, but then people who did not have roots in the city, they would in a couple of years um, start looking at what is it that they wanted to do. And again, I think getting married was uh, um, is a big uh, sort of inflection point where people decide where is it that they want to live uh, together. And I think having a dual career is becoming increasingly easier in Bangalore than it is in Bombay. Because unless both people are working in financial services, it's hard to un- uh, understand what is it that the other person will do in Bombay, right? I had a bunch of very talented young folks in my team who, uh, whose spouses were already or intended spouses were in Bangalore. And these people made the choice to move to Bangalore because uh, their spouses would not have found an equivalent opportunity in, in Bombay. In some cases, I had to
0: let them go. In some cases, I let them do work from home. Every few years, people would leave. Double income partnerships were easier in Bangalore because it's easier to find here work for two people across different industries. Next up, you're going to hear from Piyush Nagle, now an engineering manager at PhonePay in Bangalore. Piyush is interesting to talk to because he graduated from IIT Bombay in 2012 at a time when the OG startups were just on the brink of emerging from
2: Bombay. I would say 15, 16, uh, around where, you know, housing uh, was started up and Tiny All was starting. So there was a good Silicon uh, Valley kind of environment was getting created there. Uh, we In Hiranandani, basically, we have Topper office coming up. Uh, Topper was again, like, you know, working around an uh, ed tech startup. Uh, housing was coming up. Tiny All was coming up. Tiny All started in Bombay. And being closer to IIT Bombay, all of these, most of the people were like IIT Bombay um, seniors or graduates. And they were closer to the campus and they used to directly hire people from there, right? So that became... And that was the point where I felt that, you know, okay, yeah, this is kind of growing up in the... Start and
0: of the and these founders were... Some of them were your friends?
2: Yeah, yeah. So housing uh, founders were my friends. Tiny All was my batchmate. Both the founders were my batchmates. And... Um, um, even topper uh, my um, you know college wingmate was uh, one of the first employee there so yeah
0: this is the og startup bombay crowd and in many ways the tvf showed pictures is a tribute to them
2: the downfall happened after you know the housing fiasco happened a lot of things were not working out for housing and uh, during that stage um, since during, um, you know, the housing was going down, Tiny All was trying to survive, trying to get the right business model. Uh, at the same time, the startups in Bangalore were ramping up. They were ramping up towards the new challenge. They were ramping up to multiple cities. And that's what happened that Swiggy r- raised another round of funding. Um, uh, Razorpay raised another round of funding. Uh, and a bunch of other startups raised another round of funding to scale up their businesses. And that happened that this side of the ecosystem was going down where you know people and there were no like there were opportunities.
0: The Bombay startups of that time began to go bust. Bangalore startups began to boom.
2: Friends from uh housing, right? Who who started housing, uh the founders, co-founders. Uh one friend moved to Bangalore, started Khata uh, and started ramping up. That brought in a lot of people for the people who were working in housing uh, along with him. Then another friend uh, moved and joined uh, Loktra as an early employee, right? They moved to Bangalore because of the cheaper real estates and uh, the availability to hire and bigger tech talent here, which came.
0: It felt like Bombay began to deplete of talent the way we go broke and the way we fall asleep. Slowly and then all at once. In 2018, Piyush moved to Bangalore himself
2: the kind of new age community that is building up is moving to bangalore uh, new age community being in terms of techies and architects who are who've built a lot of things scalable things uh, people who are doing uh, things in flipkart or be, being building these scalable architectures designing these big products uh, are this community is shifting and growing up in bangalore so i thought let's give it a try let's let's be close to them and see how they're working
0: Piyush feels like there's just more expertise here that he can absorb. More experienced people he can learn from. He doesn't like that Bangalore bars close at 11pm. But like so many immigrants here, he really, really likes not needing an AC.
3: Hi there, I'm Snigdha, the host of Daybreak, a new podcast from the Kent's Newsroom. Instead of chasing the daily news cycle, in each episode in less than 15 minutes, I will tell you one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time. Episodes drop on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. You'll find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. In case you haven't heard Daybreak yet, why don't you start with episode number 25? In it, I tell you about Google Pay. With a dipping market share and no head in India, Many in the industry say that GPay is lagging behind in the ever evolving digital payments ecosystem. The reasons for this are many, from slow rollout of new features to overlooking merchants. But there's one reason that has played a big role in GPay's current position, and it has a lot to do with the relationship that it shares with its banking partners. Tune into the episode to know more. And if you like it, please do hit follow and rate the podcast. Thank you for listening to The Ken and now back to Sneha. It is a truth
0: universally acknowledged that those who grew up in Bombay don't ever want to leave and those with homes in Bombay even less so. Harsh is a founder of Briefcase, a health tech startup that builds a digital locker for all your medical records. Before that, he was an investment banker at Merrill Lynch. And other than his couple of years at an IIM, he spent his entire life in Bombay. He has a home in Bombay. He's an out-and-out Bombay boy. And he learned in the earliest months of building his own tech stack that finding experienced tech talent was a problem. Building a local tech team in Bombay was hard.
4: Uh, we were like advised so many times uh, that you build an offshoot in Gurgaon or even Bangalore or even Pune the chances of you uh, getting uh, good talent at uh, a reasonable price will be uh, much, uh, much, much higher compared to Bombay City. And so uh, the the short answer is yes. Uh, Getting tech talent in Mumbai is relatively tough compared to a Bangalore or uh, uh, a Gurgaon.
0: So Harsh set out to do what many Bangalore startups had done before he built a remote team from elsewhere in the country. The mountain had to come to Muhammad.
4: Like you can tell me that Farm Easy, for example, has uh, uh, its uh, uh, the, the, it's headquartered in Bombay, the registered offices in Bombay. But uh, are all the techies based in Bombay? I don't know that. But I know, personally, I know at least three startups where I know the founders at a first name basis on my WhatsApp. And uh, fact of the matter is that they, well, they are registered as a Mumbai startup, but the tech teams are actually based out of Mumbai.
0: Out of Bangalore?
4: In two cases, Bangalore. One case, Indore. Oh. Exactly. And so, this, the cost arbitrage, uh, as well as the talent arbitrage, this is how people are playing it out. So, yes, if I, if, I, if I read my last uh, stats right, I think Bombay is third uh, in the country behind Bangalore and Gurgaon in terms of number of unicorns, number of uh, startup registrations, etc. But I am quite certain that if you say the number of tech develop, the, the, the number of startups with tech development teams in Bombay, I don't think we'll be third, we'll probably be a few more notches below. Because a lot of them ha- would have tech teams based out of Pune, based out of Indore, based out of Bangalore, Hyderabad, where it's probably easier to get talent and in, in some cases cheaper as well.
0: Harsh's tech team is entirely remote. In Mathura, in Kochi, in Uttarakhand, Navsari. And it's not just tech. Even his marketing team is in Ahmedabad. It's not ideal, but he makes it work. And it's worth it to stay in Bombay and benefit from the social networks he's built here all his life. In Bombay, he knows people, he can get work done, and that still counts for a lot. He's travelled from Bombay to Bangalore every month for the last four months. And it's not ideal, but again, he'll take it
4: if you have to deal with banks if you have to deal with finance you have to come to bombay because that is where the buzz is market mein what are the industry trends what are the gurus saying if you if you want to have a sense of what's going on in the market the, the undercurrent of the market something that is not written in the newspapers or something that will be part of the newspapers a week two weeks 10 day, uh 10 weeks from now you had to come to bombay and meet people that is why we go to Bangalore. We're based in Bombay, but it's not that we can live in isolation. Uh, it's, it's not possible. Bangalore, I will admit, is the startup capital of the country. There is uh, not, there is talent there. The investor community is there. Uh, it is important for us to know how they are thinking. Uh, so, uh, because, uh, startups uh, do rely on investors for their funding. So uh, we have to keep coming to Bangalore just for that.
0: Bangalore is where community is. Bangalore is where the startup gurus are. Bangalore is where Bombayites come to learn what's happening in the market of tech and startups. And finally, we have a founder of one of those 35 startups of the Tech Entrepreneurs Association in Mumbai, Dhruvil Sangvi. Dhruvil is a founder of Loginext, a tiger-based SaaS startup that helps businesses build their logistics experiences. Dhruvil is one of the founders who met Devendra Fadnavis last month. He's one of the founders pooling in resources to lobby for entrepreneurs in Bombay and revitalize Brand Mumbai to its original glory. Interestingly, Dhruvil is neither from Bombay nor does he own a home here. But he still chooses to live in the city because of many of his affiliate industries, which operate out of Bombay, and Bombay just has started to feel like home. First, he tells us who the team, the Tech Entrepreneurs Association of Mumbai is.
5: So, team is basically top 35 tech companies based in Bombay. If you list companies either based based on revenue or valuation or profitability, uh, these 35 companies come at the top uh, and... The team is basically a group of these thirty-five companies. At the same time, we have also recently opened up for memberships. So this is not just an initiative led by these thirty-five companies. This is an initiative which covers uh, other tech companies of Bombay as well, uh, which truly represents Mumbai.
0: What is the team? If you can tell us a little bit about that.
5: Sure. So team started about four months ago. Few of the you know Bombay-based founders, tech founders, you were talking about a general perception most of our team members uh, in Bombay carry that majority of the tech jobs are in uh, cities like Bangalore or Delhi and not in Bombay. Uh, And that kind of led us to a thinking that, well, all these fresh talent, young tech professionals, uh, what they are thinking, is that even true? And because what we see is that we don't really struggle to find tech talent. We still find enough uh, talent. And we also kind of combine numbers across Job, of job openings across all these uh, 35 companies. And we saw that the numbers are pretty large. By digging down further, we realized that most number of startups, be it tech or non tech, that means small companies are being registered in Maharashtra state than any other state, even till 2022.
0: So if Bangalore has more unicorns total, Maharashtra has more startups total.
5: Uh, we also noticed that most number of venture capital and private equity headquarters are in Bombay. We noticed that uh, the number of job opportunities are pretty much the same across Delhi, Bangalore, or Bombay. It keeps on changing depending on year-on-year trends of different industries within tech. And we also noticed that most of the customers or partners of these tech companies have their headquarters in Bombay. So we noticed that to, we understood that there is a narrative that is uh, you know that has kind of uh, you know been built up over the last three to five years, uh, which which creates this incorrect perception in tech professionals' minds. And we thought that it should be our job to go and bring facts and data to the world so that these tech professionals and the world are well informed around what Bombay truly is. And that's when in November 2022, we formally registered that as a nonprofit organization. Um, and we, we said that, why don't we formally bring these data and facts? Uh, and we also position and bring our narrative for to, for the world, for the world to judge us better in terms of what Bombay is.
0: The team's core hypothesis is that Bombay does not in fact lack tech talent. That Bombay is a thriving epicenter of technology and startups. The team believes that if you look at the actual data, Bombay is not seeing a technology shortfall at all. All of this is an inaccurate perception. There is a problem not with the product but only with the brand. I'm going to push this, okay? A little bit, I'm going to push this. Because on the one hand, you're saying that we have so much tech talent. We don't need tech talent. But then you're, oh. you know, 35 people are going and shaking hands with Devendra Fadnavis and saying, we our target demographic is tech talent. We want to talk to tech talent. So, okay. So, let me, let me then, you know, I'll ask you one question, which is, so a, a company like Hotstar, okay, which is an out-and-out oh. Bombay company, yep. has its tech headquarters now in Bangalore. Um, you know, and founders are saying that you know the the tech talent is is so bad that you know now we are our tech teams are working remotely. You know, or uh, you know we travel to Bangalore and that is where a tech team. Even I think I was going through you know jobs. Uh, posted on Wadhwani AI's website. Um, and they are again an out-and-out out Bombay company. Their tech is now in Bangalore.
5: So I don't think this is really, you know, I'm pretty sure there are a couple of companies or there are 10, 20% exceptions we can always find to any rule. Um, and I think we, it's, it's a very, you know, we respect that decision to, for any company to move their headquarter to Delhi or to Bombay or to, like, I can tell you one thing, right? A lot of bomb, Bangalore-based companies have their sales headquarters in Bombay. Does it mean that Bombay is the sales hub of the of India, right? Probably
0: not. So all these startups that are setting up tech teams elsewhere Dhruval believes that they are either exceptions or that they are victims of the same misconception that they are trying to solve but why would you invest effort in this if there's already tech talent in Bombay if there's enough tech talent in Bombay then why why bother why solve something that is, doesn't need solving it
5: is very similar to you know it's it's a very homely like everybody who is based in Bombay right they are so they relate themselves with Bombay and whenever they feel that um, you know, there is a narrative, an incorrect narrative, you know, around around any city, uh, It is it becomes our moral responsibility to kind of go and correct it, right? So it's not, we don't have any vested interest to kind of, you know, fill the job vacancies of our companies or anything like that. I think it is primarily just a feeling that we have towards Bombay.
0: The team says that they're doing what they're doing not so that they can recruit tech talent locally more easily but because of a moral need to fix the false narrative around bombay they are doing this not because they need to but because they want to out of love for the city
1: i personally feel that uh, immigrants are very important to building a city and to continue to keep it thriving and vibrant if uh, if bombay is not able to attract immigrants into the city who are going to work very hard and you know sort of do new things and build new businesses or run organizations really well. I think over a longer period of time, let's say 30 or 40 years, Bombay will suffer. And uh, as I said earlier, I think Bombay has the risk of becoming Calcutta in 30 years if it doesn't do something.
0: The 1940s were lethal for Calcutta. The British capital had already moved to New Delhi. The British thought that the Japanese were going to attack Calcutta, so they began to destroy Bengal's infrastructure, blowing up bridges, boats, roads and railways crushing Bengal's economy with a fist because they didn't want the Japanese to have control over it. Then was the famine manufactured by Winston Churchill. Hundreds of thousands of starving villagers from all over Bengal flooded into the city and they died on the streets. And for many months, there were no paid sanitation workers to clean Calcutta. This brought on sickness and disease and economic despair. Then there were the communal riots and finally partition. So finally, by the time the 40s ended and the new constitution of India was signed, Calcutta had been dealt blow after blow after blow, from which it could never recover. Now that she thinks about it, Uzma doesn't think things in Bombay are that bad or that dire yet. In fact, for older people, at the lag end of their career, Bombay is still the place to be. I think at that stage, They do decide to be in Bombay for two reasons.
1: One is that, uh, you know, you're probably at the last 10 or 7 years of your working life and you really want to press the accelerator. If you really want to, uh, you know, that's probably maxing out what you will from your career and reach, reach for the stars or aim at whatever it is that you want to accomplish.
0: Like you want your capital, you want to build the thing, you you want to be remembered for your your last chance to your legacy.
1: Exactly. So you you just want to sort of make sure that you know, you get where you want to in terms of your career, because that is probably the last last 100 meters of your career, or last 200 meters of your career, right? And also at that stage, uh, Bombay starts to be more attractive, because people in that grade, or at that level of experience, there is a lot of privilege that one has at by that stage and bombay is a fabulous city to live in if you have privilege you can well you can't probably live in a villa which you can in bangalore but apart from that the quality of life that you can get in Bank- bombay in terms of the cultural experiences that you can get the gastronomic experiences that you can get the social experiences that
0: you can get so that's outstanding For those final 100 meters of your career, when you can afford a life of comfort in Bombay, when you really want to extract the most of your last years working at the very top, Bombay is still the place to be. So all of the BFSI businesses, the Unilevers and FMCG companies of the world,
1: all of the traditional businesses, apart from the startup uh, boom, which has happened in Bangalore in the last 10 years, if you look at anything which happened 2010 and before that, all of the large companies are headquartered, uh, more or less, in Bombay, right? So beyond a 20-year 20, 20, uh, cut, I think, if you really want to like aim at the very top, then I think being back in Bombay is a choice that people,
0: at least as of now, I think that choice needs to be made. There are other reasons to be hopeful for Bombay. There are new metro lines being built in the next few years that will make commuting and living much easier. There are going to be more air-conditioned local trains and buses. There's also the team, which has Bombay's most ambitious minds getting together to rally for it. But where there's hope, there are also even newer threats. The people of India have been promised a bullet train from Ahmedabad to Bombay, which will bring you from Sabarmati to BKC in two hours for business meetings. That gastronomy and that social experience of Bombay will now be put in the reach of those in Ahmedabad but without those real estate prices, it'll be interesting to watch what happens then.
5: This episode of Costa Company was written, hosted and produced by Sneha Vakharia with audio engineering by Rajiv C.N. I'm Shrivar and I'll be back next week with another episode on The Indian Workplace, only on Costa Company. Stay tuned.